Alright, testing, testing, part two. I'm One, talking two, like... three over here. Oh, shit. I'm talking like right into the mic. And I'm using my outside voice. So we're gonna see That's how this outside. comes out. <laughs> this is inside. You don't wanna this see is me. outside. You don't wanna see me go... In an open space. Outside! <laughs> I don't wanna take it outside. This is our podcast, Shit We Like. Starring your boy, Zach, and... Your boy, Drew. <laughs> this is gonna be is really confusing. Confusing that we introduce our okay, so is it I'm confusing that we already did an intro and I, this is the second intro. I think it's more confusing that both our first names are your boy. Uh <laughs> which was like a big faux pas on our parents. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it was our fault for just gravitating towards each other in high school because like it's people like, would be like, You boy my name too. Yeah. yeah, like people would call us out, we'd both show up and that's how we met. We both oh, turn our stupid <laughs> heads like <laughs> <laughs> I'm Drew. <laughs> My parents thought it'd be fun to name me after the past tense of a verb. So here we are. <laughs> How was your day, Zach? That really caught me off guard. <laughs> anyway, um, we watched a movie last night. We did. It was on Netflix. It was advertised early to me in the morning as I awoke. Same. It was called Velvet Buzzsaw. I watched a preview as soon as I woke up. It's the first thing I saw. And I'm going to tell you right now, the preview is better than the movie. Yeah. Preview <laughs> was so dope. I was so excited all day because I knew I was going to watch it. That's... Oh, <laughs> I love previews. Previews are, like, a lot of fun. I don't know. They're, like, they're like small movies where it leaves a lot to the imagination. Yeah. And it lets you fill in the blanks. So even for a bad movie, like, it could still have a really good preview. Oh, yeah. If you just, like, fill in the blanks yourself with good content. There's a lot of good content coming out in general. A lot of Netflix originals. A lot of just good, uh, horror movies in general. A lot of good Shudder originals. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are uh, use Shudder, but uh, I don't have a promo code for you. Um, <laughs> I recommend I the site, though. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hit me. I have an account. If we cool, I'll let you log in. Wait, do you have an account? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. I thought you was using mine. No, they uh, they fucking. I went on a free trial and it turned into a three month thing where they just kept billing me. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> You're like, I, I, "I'm using it." It's not even expensive. It's worth it if you don't have it. Mandy is on Shutter right now. I highly recommend you watch Mandy if you haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen that yet, have you, Zach? I have not. Oh God, you're uh, you're gonna love it. I think it's got the right vibe for me, where it's just like. Evil for evil's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and pretty I'm much. All about it so far. I just haven't taken the time to watch it. Pretty much. I want to watch it with you when we do watch it. We should cover it on this. We should definitely yes. cover it on this. Speaking of coverage, uh, let's get back to Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, essential, I guess, basic breakdown is just like a group of like art dicks. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> in like LA. cliche ass. Art pretentious critics. art critics jake gyllenhaal is what is kind of i guess we could call the main character and he plays like an art critic named more or less, yeah what was his name morph 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 m-o-r-f <laughs> <laughs> kept waiting for him to just like and change and morph into Animorph. something else <laughs> <laughs> no and the fucking painting he was like the redeeming quality of the movie in my opinion, his yeah. acting was really good. He's intense. His, he's all Jake Gyllenhaal is always intense. His acting is, is so the saved it. 
It, it not saved, but it, it made it watchable. Yeah, because it's not okay. So it's it's about this group of art critics, like cliche, yeah, like super pretentious in in L.A. And um, one of the like other main characters, uh, like an old man, dies in her building, and she enters his unit and finds all this art. And the old man had had asked for everything to be destroyed, and he had started destroying some of his art before he died. But she finds all these like beautiful oil paintings. Ends up taking them and uh, and and I guess selling them under her name. Yeah. Like she what is she? She manages them. She wants to like sell it all, and people love herself. them. And it turns into this huge hit. And like if you're familiar with, it's a real life story of a man named Henry Darger. Um, he was a like a janitor who lived in Chicago and worked at this place for like thirty something years. Didn't have a family. Didn't talk to anybody. And after he died, same exact story as in the movie, they discovered all of this fucking art. Now, in real life, it wasn't really, like, this horror shit that, you know, like, ends up happening in the movie, but mm-hmm. it's some very, like, otherworldly, unique shit that, you know, no one could fucking learn. So this guy's just, like, a crazy, unique artist. I don't know. The main article on Wikipedia for Henry Darger reads as follows. Born April 12, 1892, Henry Joseph Darger Jr. was a reclusive American writer and artist who worked as a hospital custodian in Chicago, Illinois. He became famous for his posthumously discovered 15,145-page single-spaced fantasy manuscript called the story of the Vivian girls in what is known as the realms of the unreal of the Glandeco and Jellian war storm caused by the child slave rebellion along with several hundred drawings and watercolor paintings illustrating his story. The visual subject matter of his work ranges from idyllic scenes in the Edwardian interiors and tranquil flowered landscapes populated by children and fantastic creatures to scenes of horrific terror and carnage depicting young children being tortured and massacred. Much of his artwork is mixed media with collage elements. Darger's artwork has become one of the most celebrated examples of outsider art. Yeah, so he died in, like, his small apartment i don't know if he asked for his stuff to be destroyed yeah it, like, well, they definitely made some alterations to the real well thing, yeah course, i don't think like, anyone has died as yeah. a result of henry darger's art or maybe we don't know we just haven't heard from them yeah um this... <laughs> if you died go ahead and email us at uh, up. shit we, we like get you a lawyer <laughs> um henry darger's dead just so you know like we'll seek reparations so <laughs> So yeah, no, rest in peace. I I don't know what kind of a man he was, but he he made some good art. So the movie's arc is kind of an homage to that, like inspired by like this art is rich woman living in L.A. Part of this douchey art clique uh, discovers this old man dead on the floor above her in her building. He has no family, and he orders for all his art to be destroyed. So she takes it, quote unquote, represents it to sell it for profit. Yeah, and people, she's basically what like a like a secretary kind of, or like an assistant and like, yeah, not a at this not art gallery. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she's well, higher class, yeah, but, but she's like, not, co- she's still know, working for the gallery people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, I'm going to make my own break. I'm going to sell all this art myself because people love it. Everyone it's, is just 
enthralled by it. This art, and it's 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 pretty cool. The art they show is actually really really cool. It's like a lot of oil paintings, I think, on like different mediums. Uh, at a point in the movie, they like uh, uh, analyze the paint that he used and uh, determine that it was made the like blacks and reds were made with blood. Um, and it was in every painting he made. And it was in every single painting he had that they that they had to examine. Um, and so that's just that's and and in the, the the art it, it's like cursed. That's pretty much the arc of the, the movie. Yeah. She takes it, she sells it, and everyone at the the art gallery, everyone involved at this, meets some sort of supernatural demise. Who made a profit? Everyone who made a profit off it reaches so some speak, sort of yeah. yeah, like supernatural demise. And movie's got some good kills. Yeah, it's got some. It's got some good kills. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's got it does have redeeming qualities. Um, it's really long. It's like two hours it long. It is two hours. It unnecessarily drags. Yeah, the like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal's like acting is pretty much the the thing that makes it the most watchable because he's an interesting character. He's fun to watch, um, but that movie's long. You yeah. know, I think the highlights of the movie are the things in the trailer with the special effects. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. You could watch the trailer and be like, damn, that's dope. That's, rewatching that's about it. Rewatching the trailer after watching the movie, they just show the whole like they, they show the plot like beginning to end throughout the trailer. Like everything. Mm-hmm. Like they show it's wild. They show there's like two shots that they show in the trailer that are like the deaths of two of the characters. Like the yeah, last they're... shot that they're alive, and it's like well, they're, Why would you show that? They're the scary parts. And like, they are. Maybe in a, a trailer, you'll lead with one ambiguous scary part at the end, but... I was so sold like on this. the trailer before... <laughs> this is like a like a one like, of those things where they condense the movie down to like a minute. That's literally what the trailer is. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's good because it's just all the good parts of the yeah. movie. That's the trailer. It's the just the, the good fucking like <laughs> two and a half minutes out of this two hour film that we goddamn sat through. Uh, I don't regret it, but... Definitely an I-8 out of 10. <laughs> and that's not an 8 out of 10. That's like a solid 6. <laughs> it's a solid I-8. I have the word I-8 tattooed on me. And when I showed my dad, he was like, 8? Is that 8? Oh my god, are you serious? He asked me, he went, is that slang? <laughs> I love I my dad. I can imagine him like Bless squinting him. at it and saying that. Like, you know what I mean? Is that <laughs> slang? <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Oh man! But um, I think the movie I last checked on IMDb, Velvet Buzzsaw, has like a five point nine out of ten, which is about right. One I the... would say that. Yeah, like what did I say? Solid six. Mm-hmm. FS. Yeah. One of the top reviews said, um, "Good concept, but underwhelming." I would yeah. agree with that. I felt that there was there was like there was a couple parts where I feel like they really could have done more. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, uh, spoiler alerts going forward, um, as far as just more specific details with the movie. Yeah, we kind of said it all already. <laughs> There's, Jake Gyllenhaal, they kind of lead you to believe Jake Gyllenhaal is like this main character, and then very close to the end he dies. Um, and there's another character whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head, but it's this creepy scene where she has one of the paintings from this dead artist, and it's like a portrait of a woman sitting like with her knees up to her chest, kind of like with her head down. And there's like a cat next to her and there's these two shadows looming like over her. And it's really kind of creepy because it looks like shadows of people like standing in front of the person in this painting. 
And then at the very end of the movie, she's like sitting out on her on her like I guess I don't want to say balcony because she's like rich as fuck. She just has this like a huge veranda fucking ass yeah. thing. <laughs> and um her cat comes in. She's like sitting, and in the, from the camera angle, it's like the exact painting, and then her oh, cat comes up and chilling. sits down next to her. Like, if that was in a better movie, I'd be like, that's a fucking dope ass. That was one of the creepier parts of the movie, yeah. the way they set that up, because they show you that painting a lot beforehand, and then, like, she acts that out unintentionally. So, yeah, Velvet Buzzsaw Solid. Haven't watched any other movies lately, to be honest. Um, been watching the X-Files. Watching the X-Files. Forever and always. Since I was like seven years old. <laughs> Thanks, mom and pop. Dude, no, oh, I, <laughs> I was lying in bed trying to fall asleep. <laughs> okay, there's this part in Velvet Buzzsaw where this one character like steals some of this, this art that belonged to this this dead old man and he's like driving around in a truck with it and he like for various reasons like a painting comes to life and his shirt catches on fire um he crashes the truck but he like crashes it like he skids on like the side and like the truck slams into like the side of a gas station like a pole and like all the crates of art in the back of the truck go like flying and (laughs) i i'm like and I'm lying in bed at like 3 a.m. and I I just started cracking up thinking about you because yeah. you, the 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 truck like hits the pole and the art flies out and you just go art's here. <laughs> Holy shit! And so like, oh. Carissa is like sleeping next to me peacefully and I'm just like, <laughs> like starting to laugh at like 3 a.m. just thinking about that because I couldn't sleep. Hey guys, this is Drew with Shit We Like, your new favorite podcast from your two lovable ding-dongs living in your ears, Zach and I. We're doing a new thing where we're going to be featuring some music from some local artists and friends of ours on the show. If you would like to be featured on the show, go ahead and shoot an email over to celldeathtapes at gmail.com. That's also where you can submit demos for the label to be released through the label, but uh, if you would like your music to be played on the podcast, please specify that in the email because we're a little bit busy over here, so... uh, yeah. First up on the music menu, we got a uh, local artist. Goes by the name of Vex the MC. And let me tell you, this guy is vexing how good he is. You can quote me on that. I'm sorry, Matthew, but I think he would appreciate that. This dude's a good friend of mine, and he's all about the puns. Um, and this is a new song of his called Trouble. Uh, just released a couple months ago. There's a video out for it on YouTube. Uh, you can check this guy out on SoundCloud, and he's on Bandcamp, Spotify, anywhere you can get your music. So uh, this is Trouble. Double, double. I'm fighting for the light to find at the end of the tunnel. I'm up at the end of my line. 
myself that I wouldn't decline But I'm just going through the motions Trying to hold it together Trying to weather the weather But brighter days don't seem to be any better Suicide thoughts, what you and I brought I wanted to be on a stretcher Looking for ways to negate all the pain Hooked on this feeling of restless Thinking I need an invention A reason to breathe without stressing I'm leaving the keys in the engine But not putting foot on this pedal for repping I need some, need some better avenues For navigation, some better ways To face a maze, I steady traffic waiting Aesthetic and habits of damage A man in my brain has been operating And these thoughts that I got, the ones I get caught It's a shame that they're not forsaken I'm feeling so caught up in darkness My heart has been breaking, it's a lot to take Right at the bottom, deciding to rise up above And I'm robbed of patience Grab a hold of a cold one, I'm calling the shots I'm rocking a pop to chase it Thank God for my homies that know me I'm lonely, this shit is allowed to be facing Trouble, trouble, on the double, double These times are getting harder And I'm far down in the rubble of the trouble, trouble I'm a double, double I'm fighting for the light to find at the end of the tunnel Shout out to my homies picking up my calls at two in the morning When I'm faded and gone Stuck in this pain so I'm on one Going insane so I call him Losing my brain in this tug of war Between my brain and my heart, yeah Yeah, I wear my heart in my sleeve But what's the guy for me? It seems like everybody knows the fucking problems I see But there's something deep inside This shit is rotten in me I got my pumped up kicks Listening to foster the people So I head for the steeple Thinking the world is cruel and deceitful Down on both of my knees Pleading to God, give me peace, bro Let me breathe where is the love? What is the feed that I need to be paying? I swear that I'll pay it. I've been fucking patient as I can be. I thought that she was the love of my life. Four years together, this shit felt so right. But all of a sudden, it dropped in my stomach. Guess we had just hit the end of our ride. Feeling like I'd have been better off something in the back of a hearse. My head was descending the depths of the negative just when I thought that it couldn't get worse. Trouble, trouble, on the double, double. These times are getting harder and I'm far down in the rubble of the trouble, trouble. On the double, double. Selfish, there's nothing in life to be relishing Inside I'm yelling at myself to tell it It sounds like the one that I'm writing right now When I type it or write it to try to find relevance What new developments I made a hell again Wish I remember my lesson with elegance I never forget, but forget too easy Wish my life could be perfect and breezy Wish my time was so more than a CV This Netflix and beer and this nicotine seeping Spend all of my free time sleeping Ruminating and overthinking Wish I would've done this or done that But the fact is right now I'm alone each evening And fuck I missed her And without her at first I was miserable Save for the thought that at one point in time I was able to kiss and hold her And I can't get sober And I can't seem to lift this boulder Whenever I would try to sleep My mind would repeat what I never told her But time will heal I guess For right now I gotta feel that stress But the feeling I had when it happened Felt like bombs were blasted inside my chest Now she's pregnant by some other man And it hurts but I wish her the best As for me gotta do what I can Wrap up my damage and call it Vex Thoughts? Anything? The world? What do you like? I'm too uneducated for people to be listening to me talking about the world. I know. Like, Farley. About anything, though? Anything. There's things. I mean, there's things I could be trusted on. Like, I can tell you how hairy I am. I'll be honest <laughs> oh, about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> you can only get that info from me. And my girlfriend. Babe, don't tell him anything. Dude, I feel like my level of body hair I'm comfortable with for once in my life. It's just a fine amount. No, I love my body hair. But <laughs> I used to be super embarrassed about having hair on my ass. Dude, okay, for real though, everyone talks about this, but the back hair thing really did sneak up on me. 
and it was more recent than I thought. Like, holy shit, that popped out of nowhere. <laughs> like, the fact that it was... It was. <laughs> the fact that it was there. You woke up one day, and you're just like, my package is... Oh, God. Oh, it's like... Oh, it's like a peach. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was far past that point. There was actually, like, little hairs that I could tell, like, oh, God, this is the end. <laughs> Dude, I don't have, like, generalized back hair. Like, I really don't have that much, but I have, like... Generalized back hair disorder. <laughs> I have, like, ten just, like, solid hairs coming out of the back like, of my cur- neck. Ugh, like, I don't, like, like, I don't... Like a big-ass, long, curly Dude, one? Dude, I'll show you. Right now. Alright. On the podcast. You'll see what I mean, like, it's on the, the back... It's the podcast. Let me see. Tell the listener what you're looking at. I'm looking at a man on dress. <laughs> There's one, okay, there is one big hair. So this is actually kind of fun because I feel like this is, this episode is going to just be like segment after segment of us talking about stupid shit. Little bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little bits. That's a that's shit we like. Little bits. That's shit yeah. we like. Little, little shits we like. <laughs> what if it was just like us describing like each individual, like, oh, this one time I took a shit. I liked that one. Oh, dude. Shit we like. I don't like okay. You don't like that? I don't. I'm so put off by that. I'm right. so like I'm no. Sorry, but no. I'm glad that we're going into this conversation because this is a thought that I had recently. Like I'm so amused by vomit humor, but poop humor. I'm like mm mm mm. But vomit humor is very funny to me. Like, I'm the other one. No, I'm not like all about shit, but like I'm really not about vomit. <laughs> Like, maybe just, like, a guy vomiting, uh, like, on TV, that's funny as hell, but, like, <laughs> not, like, describing in detail the joke of the vomit, that's, like... It doesn't, like, it really doesn't bother me, like, vomiting is gross, and it, it hurts, but, like, I've never... I have to be really drunk to throw up because someone else is throwing up, you know what I mean? I don't. Like, I don't, oh, I don't no, throw up sir. when other people throw up, like, I don't do that, but, like... Like, dude, I'll be like, all right, time to do the dishes. And I'll like empty a fucking pot that's been sitting there for three days. And it's like, (laughs) right almost into the sink. (laughs) That's pretty. That's why you gotta, no, that's That's why you gotta scrape all your food into the garbage or into the sink. Cause like people complain about, I do that. (laughs) I don't live alone. (laughs) Dude, vomit humor is so funny. (laughs) And I can thank Tim and Eric for that because nothing makes a bit funnier than if one guy just like kills over. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Just up. random vomit. Yeah, okay, like random funny. vomit or like. Yeah, because random shitting yourself is not pretty or funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so you can't just be like, <laughs> like oh sorry, <laughs> 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 jokes on me. <laughs> Literally, it's all over me. <laughs> Jokes, ugh. Jokes running down my leg. <laughs> Jokes in my sock. <laughs> like... That's fucking foul, bro. <laughs> Dude, okay, here's a question. Did you ever, like, stay home from school because you were, like, puking and shit, and then, like, you get a bunch of Gatorade because you're sick? Because the parent, like, I don't get it, but, like, you still got Gatorade. <laughs> Your parents would buy you Gatorade and, like, yeah. ginger ale? yeah. And then you end up chugging a whole fucking red Gatorade or something, <laughs> and you puke, because obviously, and it's just like, holy shit, blood red. 
Like, dude, because like, you haven't eaten anything. It's just blood. This has been shit we like. This has been shit we like. This has been shit we like. And now it's over. And I still like the velvet one song in the end. That's funny, right? Yeah, I was like, first vomit you. <laughs> and then you're just gonna <laughs> burp. Shit me like. So, uh, um, I'm Drew. These are my things. I like them. These are my CDs and tapes. I like them. Sh- shit me like. This is a uh, shit me like. <laughs> Zach had to uh, <laughs> fucking leave. <laughs>